On tonight's show, we have entrepreneur and author of the Witty Kids Club book series, Rebecca T. Clark. And now for your host, Cool Park. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kicking It With Cool Car Show. I am your host, Cool Card. Welcome, welcome to episode 55. This is going to be my last show of 2020, y'all. Man, y'all stuck in here. Y'all hung out with me. 55 episodes, man, I'm blessed. Thank you guys for anybody who has who has ever tuned in, shared the show, liked it, commented, whatever. You've all been a part of the journey, and I really appreciate you guys. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. I hope you spent it with friends, family, and loved ones, and uh, you got everything that you wanted even though it's not all about material stuff. Um, it is cool to get cool things here and here and there, you know, every now and then, whatever. But um, I hope that you um, you got to spend time with family. I know I did. Went out of town, kicking in the mountains, snow, all that good stuff. Got in tune with nature. Man, it was, it was a blessing. So, yeah, I just pray that everybody is able to just have a good time, spend it with family. Even if you didn't get gifts, just get love. You know what I mean? Get love give your time get some time from people you haven't seen in a while or just the people around you you know because we get busy lives we got busy schedules and we just get caught up and don't spend the time so happy holidays the new year is coming 2021 man 2020 is over <laughs> i know i know there's a lot of people who are they can't wait for 2020 to be over with and uh see what the new year brings but you know there's some people who have thrived also in 2020 it was a blessing for some people, silver linings in it, opportunities, you know, um, I had some opportunities in 2020, so I can't say it was all bad, but you know, I feel for everybody who kind of went through it and also people that lost their lives that, you know, my heart goes out to the families and them, you know, rest in peace. Um, it's just a sad thing. All right. Hey, tonight I have an author and an entrepreneur. Her name is Rebecca T. Clark. Now she is running a little late. So I don't know if she's having technical difficulties with her, um, with her, with her technology or a computer or whatever it is. But uh, she's not on the line yet. But if she does come in, I'll bring her on in. So right now, I'm just gonna talk to you guys. I feel like, hey, it's the season for giving. Why not give you a piece of my mind? <laughs> It'll be a real talk show tonight. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know. And, and if she doesn't show up. It's not a setback. It's an opportunity, you know, for me to just kind of get in here and, and talk to you guys one on one and grow with you guys. Um, you got to look at setbacks as opportunities in life, anyway, you know. Um, and, and you know, it become it makes you stronger. You know, things that that are unforeseen that come about, you got to figure out how to adjust, and it just makes you a better person, makes you strive for greatness, makes you adjust, makes you be creative and creativity. And anything that you do is key because you, you have to be able to adjust. You got so many, you know, big box stores, retailers, companies that fold because they can't adjust. They can't even adjust to social media. They can't get social media right. You know, if you're not on social media right now, you're probably not doing too well unless your brand's like, I mean, even Ralph Lauren is on social media. Even I think Bentley is on social media. Rolls Royce is on social media. They don't do too many commercials but they're on social media. So you got to be able to adjust and just 
figure it out, man. Figure it out. You got dreams out here. You got goals. If they're staggered, stagnant, and they're not moving, you might want to kind of take a step back, create a goal or a vision board, and kind of recalculate some things on what you're doing, how you're doing it, and figure some things, some new things out. You know, get some new inspiration. Do something new. You know, the definition of insanity is what? Continue to do the same thing and, and want the same and want different results. It's not going to happen. All right. So for me, I know for my show in 2021, I'm going to be changing some things up. Not much, you know, changing some things up uh, just so I can get to that next level. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at 55 shows now. So I think it's time to grow. I'm, you know, I'm midway to a century mark. It's time to grow. It's time to go up and just keep leveling up. And uh, just, you know, having my vision reach a little bit further than I, I already see what the end point is. And it's not an end goal, but it is a, a, a milestone that I'm trying to reach, which is get my own talk show. And I know it's coming. It's going to come. I'm going to keep working at it. And it's all about just being consistent. You know, there's going to be times where you feel like, man, nobody's watching or nobody's listening. Or nobody's tuning in. Nobody's liking my Instagram stuff. You know, if you're on there trying to promote for business and nobody's liking it. Here's a keto. Put up some videos on Instagram. That'll show you the the real numbers of who your posts are reaching. Because it's going to show you the views. And all those views are probably not going to hit that like button. But they did see it. So if you want to know who's how many people you're really reaching, other than just looking at the analytics, put, put up a video. All right? Create video content. Video content goes a little bit further than just steal images anyway. Because people like to be entertained. People like things in motion. That sticks with them a little bit longer because they can interact with it. It can pull on their heartstrings, pull on their emotions, put up some videos, and that'll be the true tell sign of how many people are actually just watching you do what you do and not really supporting what you do. Because you're going to have people that say they support you, <laughs> but they're not active supporters. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. As long as they're watching, as long as they're looking, as long as they're seeing what you're doing. It, you know, it's not in vain. Your efforts aren't in vain. You know, you're still reaching people. Um, but would you like the engagement? Yes, we all would like the engagement. But I, I'm just saying this. I said all that to say this. If you're not getting the results that you want, recalibrate, recalculate, and just go in a different direction. Not a different direction, but just change some things up and go about it a different way. All right? That's just what it is, man. I'm trying to... Not, I'm not trying. I'm doing. I got... A lineup for you guys next year already. I'm very excited about it. Um, I think it is going to elevate my show a little bit more. Uh, I think that every guest that I do have on here has great value to offer you. They're doing great things. They're successful. Um, they've, they've had some great breakthroughs. And I don't think that any one guest is better than the other. However, I am aiming to get some bigger, noticeable, and recognizable names because you know what the game is, you know, you want to get some people who have bigger names as well so that you can get more eyes on you. Because that's just the name of the game. Once you get somebody who everybody is clicking on and liking and following their stuff and laughing at their content or, or listening to their music to come in and be involved in what you're doing, then everybody wants to look at you like, oh, you're dope. Da, 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 da. Where have you been? Well, I've been here for a whole year. You know, some of my videos have 100 views, some of them have 50, some of them have 60, but I've been here consistently and it only takes one. It only takes one, y'all. So just do the work. Um, 
just trust the process. At the end of the day, trust the process. The process is your happy place. The process is the fun part of it. It is. It really is. You know, it may not be fun or it may not feel fun, but if you change your, your you know, you shift your paradigm, look at it differently, know what you're doing, know what you're doing it for. And if you do that and you look at it differently, you won't be discouraged when things don't go how, how you envision them right now, because it will in the end. You just got to keep going, stay consistent because it only takes that one opportunity. You know, I was blessed to interview Michael Blackson this year. Um, great interview. Really enjoyed it. I went in a different direction. I didn't have him, you know, busting funny, cracking jokes the whole entire time. I had a real conversation with him, which is what my aim was. And I think I accomplished that. I think he uh, appreciated that because on every interview, he's telling jokes, you know. So he really got to just be himself and talk like a regular person about some things that were passionate to him. Talked about uh, coming to America, the new movie that he's going to be in. Talked about that. Talked about his what his lineup would be if he had a 2020 Kings of Comedy tour. He broke down what a good comedy show consists of as far as like the lineup. Who's the opener? Who's the closer? Who's in the middle? Who has this strong point? Who has that strong point? And why everybody matters. And it's not just a star of a show. Everybody matters. Everybody is the star. Everybody makes the show what it is. Everybody makes that experience what it is. So yeah, man, it was just a great interview. Uh, really enjoyed his energy. And I actually went out and seen him live. Um, I think it was like one of his first shows back uh, during COVID when he came out here in Atlanta, went out there, supported him. You know what I'm saying? Went backstage, you know, a little bit, took pictures or whatever. And, um, yeah, man, just tried to build a relationship. You know, I can't say that I know the man or anything like that, but it's a stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? It's a stepping stone in the right direction to where I'm going because I want my talk show. I'm going to get my talk show. And I don't just want to interview celebrities. I want a talk show where I'm helping people on national television. You know what I mean? Being able to dive into their minds, uh, uh, hear their stories, being able to encourage them, inspire them, you know, uh, maybe open up some doors for them, you know, to do some charity, stuff like that. So that's what this is all about. I'm not on here to be famous. You know, if that comes with it, with the territory, so be it. But I'm on here to provide value to you, to the end user, to the viewer. And I can't do it without you guys. So just understand, I don't take this for granted. I get on here every Tuesday. Oh, let me sip my little drink real quick. I get on here every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. sharp, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharp to give you the value, to bring you good to bring you good conversation, good guests, great value. And I hope you take something away from that. Um, you know, and I'm passionate about it. This is what I love to do. I'm an actor and I'm a host. I talk. I dive into people's minds, into their lives, bring the best out of them, make them feel comfortable. And we just kick it. On my show, we really are just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing formal. We're just kicking it. I like to make people feel comfortable so they can open up, relax, be transparent, and provide you good value. And then just allow them to, you know, talk about themselves. It's too, you know, people like to talk about themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, celebrate your, your uh, excuse me, celebrate your accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? Your successes. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and if they can be a tool for you, to, to catapult you in the right direction to be a catalyst along your journey why not let them let them 
So yeah, hold on, y'all. I got, I'm getting a call. Um, I think it's regarding my um, my interview. Oh, give me one second. Hey, what's up? I'm live on the air. What's going on? I I'm live right now talking to you. What's up? Oh, she's she's up. She's she's here. She's ready. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can get. <laughs> hey, y'all. I think um, my guest is ready and available. She tell her to call me. She can't call me. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Listen, hey, tell her if she has to cancel, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, I'm going I'm to hit her up. <laughs> All right. Well, look, tell her to tell her to accept the invite, though. She didn't accept the invite on Skype. Yeah, she got to accept that or it's not going it's not going to call her. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. I think we, uh, I think we're about to have an interview. And I, you know, hope you didn't get tired of me talking, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of dive in, tell y'all where I'm at, where I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, you know, in, with this new year coming up. Uh, but we're going to try to get her on here and see what's going on. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, I, um, let's get this interview going. Let me try to get her in here. So y'all just bear with me. She has to accept the Skype. And then we can get her going. So we can dive into her life. See what she's talking about. She's got some books out, y'all. She's an inspirational speaker, motivator. She's doing great things in her community. So as soon as I can get her on the Skype thing... We can get her on here and we can get her to talking. Yes. Let's see here. Let's see. I'm trying to get her on here, y'all. I don't see her yet. I don't see her yet. But anyway, like I said, I do this because I'm passionate about it. And uh, I have fun doing it. I have fun showing up. Even if no one watches... Each week, day in and day out, week in and week out, if nobody watches, I'm still going to be here because I love to do this. So if you have a passion and you love to do it, just do it. Don't worry about who's watching. Don't worry about who's liking, who's commenting or anything like that. Don't worry about that, you know, because that doesn't matter. What what matters is the work you put in and the passion and love you have for it. You really have to trust the process and see the end goal. See the end goal. And then once you finally reach that end goal, create another goal, more goals to keep you going. It's the process, y'all. It's the process that's the meat of it. It's the process that, that makes it fun, that makes it worth it. You learn so much during the process. You become an expert during the process. Nobody says you have to know what you're doing when you start doing it. Just do it. You'll learn along the way. As long as you're not a fool and can you know continue to, or, or you don't learn from your mistakes. Trust the process. I'm telling you, the process will set you free. It will set you free. Believe me, it will set you free. All right? I, I Listen, man, I don't worry about who's watching. I don't worry about who's liking, who's commenting. I post what I post on Instagram or whatever 
um, I'm about to jump into this clubhouse thing, get on there and start running my mouth too. People tap in, cool. If they don't, cool. I'm still going to do what I do, do what I love to do. So just do what you love to do. Have a passion for what what you're doing. Find your passion. If you don't even know what your passion is, figure that out. You got to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? You're insane if you continue to do something that you don't love to, you don't love, you don't love to do it. I mean, we all got to work nine to fives or whatever until you can figure things out. But if you're going to listen, if you're going to settle for the nine to five, but that's not your passion. Some people like to work. Some people like to go to work and there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's not your passion and you have a burning desire to do something different, even if you just have a burning desire to do something different and you don't know what your passion is, you got to figure it out. You can't stay there. You cannot stay there. I'm telling you. Let me see if she's on yet, y'all. See if we can get going here. Let me see if I can get her in, if I can bring her in, y'all. Get this interview going. Nope, I don't see her yet. I don't see her yet. I don't see her yet. Let me try. Let me see. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, listen. Find your, find your happy, man. Find your happy. Find your peace. Find your find your your passion and go for it. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I don't do it. I reflect on where I've come, where I've been, and where I'm at. You gotta appreciate where you are, the little things. Don't be so so driven to get to the next level, to get to the next step, and you just surpass or overlook everything that you've accomplished and where you are right now. You gotta enjoy life day by day. You cannot, because you won't ever enjoy life. Because you're always striving to get to that next level. Nothing's ever enough. Nothing's ever enough. And even though you haven't reached your end goal, and I hate saying end goal because there's no end. You got to keep striving for greatness and um, setting goals. But even if you haven't gotten there, you have to appreciate each day because guess what? Tomorrow you might not be here. And then you didn't enjoy any of it. You neglected your family. All of that. Let me see. Hold on. Calling in, y'all. Hey, we got a call in. Won't pick up. Uh, Skype is tripping. Hold on. Let me let me get her back up. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get her on the line, y'all. Let's get her on the line. There we go. There we go. I think I think we're in business, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What's going on? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been here running my mouth. Um, I let everybody know that you know you're supposed to be on the show, and you might have had some technical difficulties. But I don't understand you had a family emergency. We don't have to talk about that. But I appreciate you. Um, you know, coming on in. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm, I'm looking here. So we, we're going to start this off right. I got a whole intro laid out for you. And I got to bring you in the right way, y'all. You know, I got to bring you in the right way. All right. So we're going to go to the intro. Then we're going to get back. We're going to jump into the interview. How about that? All right, cool. Now, let me ask you this before I do this. Are you on a phone? Cool. I was going to tell you, hit that do not disturb. Because if a call comes through, it's going to cut you off. All right, here we go. 
Thank you. All right. Hello and welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you. <laughs> I know, I know this is, um, you have some last minute things going on and it was hard for you to come on the show. So I do really appreciate you making it. Uh, and I don't even want to say keeping your word because things happen and I understand. Like I, I was telling Michelle, you know, if you couldn't make it, you couldn't make it, we'll figure it out. But you're here. Good, good, yes, good. You're good, you're good. All right, cool. Inspirational speaker, author of children's books. Thank you. Where does this all come from? <laughs> <laughs> Where does this all come from? How are you juggling this? Man, it comes from just, you know, pulling from my own inspiration. Um, but writing has always been like therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And then becoming a mother and having my own children, it's always been like, an extra layer. Okay. Um, so that's, I, I, I was able to bring it all together in 2017. And, um, what, three years later, I'm here. <laughs> wow. So what, so basically what made you say, okay, I have a love for this and this is what I want to do. You know, yeah. I want to empower people. Yeah. So to be honest with you, I struggled reading as, okay. as, as a child. Um, I was actually in remedial reading. Okay. Um, third grade, to be exact, I was um, I was in remedial reading. So, and my mother was an educator, so it's kind of like, okay, I'm I'm going to tutoring for reading, yet my mother's in education. Right. Um, so I, I came from a household where you know education was like priority, but um, so as a child. I definitely struggled, but you know, once I became a mother, I was like, there is an importance in reading and books, and and my kids are very smart, and I like reading to them. So I was like, I need to give them some material that they can identify with, some yeah. material that look like them. So absolutely, it all came together, and um, I'm just glad that I followed my passions to complete, you know, the mission and. I'm going to continue writing books that empower children. And to be honest with you, I've come across some adults that <laughs> that get inspired as well. So I'm just I'm just excited that my message is able to reach people. So Witty Kids Club, Witty Kids, it's when, when imagination talks to you, right? Yes. Okay. So you have two books out. Yeah. What's the name of the books and where can they, where can people find them? Yeah, so the first book, so Witty Kids, When Imagination Talks to You, that's the that's the series. That's a series, right? Yes. Okay. So I, I should have had the books right next to me. Oh, you good. I got the links. I got the links in the description so they can go get them on Amazon, which right. everyone should. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For sure. So Witty Kids, When Imagination Talks to You, that's the series. But the first book is titled I Dream to Be. Okay. And the second book is titled Austin's Reading Adventures. Okay, cool. Now, I got a question for you. So these books, our children can identify with what the the characters in there, right? Yes. So would you encourage white families to read these books so that their children can identify with us and be comfortable around our children? Absolutely, absolutely. So although uh, my book series is, is tailored to black households and black families and black children. 
but it's important for other demographics to also read the books because it's diversity. You know, it lets children see other images in a book. Right. It, right. it gets kids familiar with other images, you know, because when you're just looking at one images, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, that's what this is supposed to be. But yeah. the more diverse literacy that you see and read, kids start to pick up on it. And it's like, okay, all right, there's, there's differences in the world. And so, also, yes, white families need to see that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So how are you, um, let me, okay. I'm gonna hold that, <laughs> I'm gonna hold that question for later. This is what I wanna know. You, you told us the background of it. Yeah. So what would you say is more in this, in this equation that I'm about to lay out for you? Witty Kids Club and you speaking to women not even just you speaking to women, stay on kids. You was it more derived out of need, okay. love and passion, or the curiosity of child development? Uh, I, I'll rank those in order. So okay. love, love and passion was the very first um, aspect that I had in mind of okay. the reason why I wanted to deliver. It was it was love and passion. Um, it was a love and passion. Like I said, as a child, I struggled as being a reader. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that I had a very big imagination as a child. That's where the whole theme came from. It came from my childhood. Right. Um, and, and writing was like my outlet. So it was love and passion because of those things. Um, that was the first, the first thought process. And then the second process was the encouragement part. Okay. Like I said, because I know what it's like to, to, to like, for writing to be your outlet, for you not to be like an outspoken person. I was a very shy child, so, so my 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 imagination led me to like different places. Right. <laughs> so, so I wanted to pour that into children that can identify with with me and my story. So that was that was the second part, and then the third part was was the first choice that you said, which was a need. Okay. Um, you know, there is a need for diverse literacy. There is a need for children to see themselves in books. Um, it's a need for that reputation representation to be had. Right. The need was the third. Was it was on the it was on the lowest end. Okay. Yeah, I mean I think I think children that look like us need to have that represent, representation in books and literature with kids doing great things yeah. kids doing astronomical things extraordinary things that they only can dream about right now you know as a child but they see these children doing these things and knowing that it's possible right, right? So, yeah so for you and wh- what would you say how do you connect with a children's with a child's imagination like how do you, how do you do that like for you as a writer how do you feel is the best way to connect to these children, to their imagination, and to show them that there's endless opportunity, there's endless goals, there's endless, you know what I'm saying? There's endless dreams that you can actually accomplish. Yeah. How do you well, connect those dots? For me, my writing process was, and, and I'm not sure if you read the book or not, but- I have for, not, I have not. For I Dream to Be, I made sure that I laid out 10 to 11 different occupations. Okay. Uh, 
have low number of minorities uh, for blacks, for blacks. So I did veterinarians. I okay. did, I did astronauts, you know, okay. we cannot, well, at least I could not at the time when I was writing, I couldn't name at least five vet, black veterinarians. I couldn't, right. name, I couldn't name five directors. I couldn't name five, um, five astronauts. So my thought process in writing that was, I, I want to give kids an idea of what this imagination would look like if they aspired to be this occupation. Okay. And in the text, I said, okay, well, I want to get their minds rolling a little bit. So I'll say, I dream to be an astronaut, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're thinking of themselves as being an astronaut. And then I'm saying, if, if this dream came true, I imagine I would go into space. And so right. That's just one example. And that's how I, I, I stimulate their imagination because I'm giving them how to think about this. I'm giving them, you know, examples of what it would look like if they were an astronaut. And I'm just using that yeah. as an example. Um, so that's just one way that I get kids and even, even adults because we lose our imagination. Yeah. Older, you know? We start working a corporate job for 10 years, but we went to school for something totally different. Yeah. And then like yep. by the time you look up, you've spent 20, 30 years on a job, but you had aspirations to be something else. Absolutely. So, so I mean, really imagination, it, it's no age to it. You know, you can, of course it inspires the kids because you want them to dream big and you want them to, to go as far as their imagination can take them. Mm -hmm. It also touches adults because it makes you think like, dang, I remember when I was a child, I wanted to do this. Right. <laughs> but yet I'm doing this. And so, you know, it's, I don't know. I just, I do my very best to just give people that, that extra, that extra oomph in them to just be like, don't forget about the things that, that move you and that, that, that are, you know, that your passions just pull from, like, don't forget about that at yeah. all. And I it's definitely to reach back. Yeah. And I think as far as like, when you know, you're talking about adults, you know, and using their imagination and just dreaming big. I think a lot of us, not me, but I think a lot of adults suppress it. <laughs> I mean, I got a very colorful mind. Um, but I think a lot of adults suppress it because, you know, they're like, uh, they, people will make them feel like it's childish to dream big. You know what I'm saying? Or to just dream about some things that aren't even fathomable, 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 God, I can't even talk right now, <laughs> um, by others. But yeah. just because they can't think of, you know, they can't dream that big doesn't mean you have to crush your dreams or suppress your dreams. But I think that happens a lot, especially people in corporate America. You yeah. know, you kind of get into that machine and it just, man, it buries you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was I was once that person. I did corporate America for more than ten years, and yeah. I'm sitting at the desk, and I'm still sitting on my dreams and my desires. And yep. um, luckily, I started writing my books while I was working in corporate America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's never really too late. And that's what you have to do. You just got to jump out there and start. You know, and along the way, you're gonna figure it out day by day. It's going to get a little easier and a little clearer on how you're going to depart from that nine to five. You figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody says it's easy. Yeah. Nobody says it's easy. Like years ago, like I think 2014, you know, I just took a chance. I jumped out there. I said, God, let me soar. 
And, you know, I was doing my thing for, I work, a, I work a corporate job now. Okay. Right. But it was for a plan. It was for a purpose. Okay. And it, and it won't be forever. And, I, and it was my choice. Yeah. I didn't have to go back. It was a choice. Just, just, it was a move. It was a chess move for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now that move is complete. I thought, you know what I'm saying? What I sought out to do, I accomplished that now. So now it's time for me to, you know what I mean? But it was a move for me. And, but when I was out there doing my own thing, at first it was, you know, it was a little like, uh, I got to figure things out. You know, I got family. I got this. I got that. Cause that's, that's the crutch for everybody. I got to keep this job. I got these bills. I got kids. I got family. But guess what? If you are married, you have a spouse, whatever, get with your spouse. Y'all come up with a plan. Yeah. Figure some things out because I'm telling you, once you take that leap of faith and you get out there day by day, it gets easier and easier because now you know how to maneuver. You know how to create opportunities for yourself. You know what to do. Man, when you jump out there, take that leap of faith, I promise you, it's, it's like a bird's eye view. Yeah, because yeah. everything is at your grasp. Yeah. Because you guess what? It has to be because you got to figure it out. Exactly. That's you the key. You know what I'm saying? You have to figure it out. So now it's like you're getting really creative. And every yeah. day you're coming up with, with ways, different ways and seeing different ways and seeing different opportunities to just sustain and then to elevate. Yeah. And it yeah. really gets easier. It does. It really does. But the hardest part is to start. The no. hardest part. People get stuck on the, you know, the what ifs and mm-hmm. the doubts and the, you know, what if, what if I fail? What if, what if I don't have what it takes? Right. Or, or I don't have all the equipment or, you know, like I need to go to school. I need to take some classes. Yep. And people get stuck in that gray area. Yep. Um, I mean, when I started writing, I didn't know, I didn't personally know not one author and I didn't really do I mean, honestly, I didn't really do a whole lot of research on, on, you know, on, on the business of publishing. Right. I just knew I had this passion and I said, I love writing. Um, I loved the message that I wanted to give to children. And I just said, I'm just going to do it. And you did it. And I did it. And you did it. And I had to learn along the way for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And one thing is for sure, what I've known and what I've learned is that when someone asked me when I was out there, even now, I can't tell them how. People will be like, how did you do it? How how are you sustaining? You can't really tell them how. Yeah. You're just doing it. You just know what works for you because what works for me is not going to work for you. Right. Your situation, your bills and all that are different than mine. So you don't, you can't tell me. You can't write up, you can't show me a blueprint of, oh, do this, do you know, t- Monday, do this, Tuesday, do this. You can't do that for me. I can't do that for the next person. Cause it's all different, but you know. So until somebody take all you can coach them on is saying, have some faith in God, have some faith in yourself, plan your exit strategy, and it may not go as planned, <laughs> but just get that courage, take that leap of faith, and do it, and yeah. figure it out. And hey, you may fall flat, and you may have to run back to corporate America, but guess what? You did it. Right. And guess what? You could probably now do it again. It's gonna be easier. Because you did it once. You know how it feels. Like, I tell people all the time, and, you know, God forbid somebody hears this where I work, (laughs) but I tell people all the time, I I go to work every day. I'm not in fear of losing my job. That's not something you can hang over my head like, oh, I'm a fire. You can't do that to me. 
Because guess what? I've already taken care of mine and myself on my own. I figured that part out. I can go do it again. I'm here because I want to be here right. right now. Right. It's part of a plan. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the part where, like, new entrepreneurs, like, they can't see past that just yet. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're, they're dependent on, you know, that job or that income or that stability or yeah. they're dependent on it. Because, like I said, I was once there. So, but now that I have, I was there and then I have left. And I have been a full-time entrepreneur for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just might get back to corporate America, you know, one day, you know, because you know, it's it's life. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm not gonna have that. I'm not gonna have that cloud over my head, like like I'm stuck. Nah, because you're not. I'm not stuck. You've already figured it out. And let, listen, I told somebody this before. Uh, somebody I was talking to. And they were just saying, you know, they, you know, corporate America, they hate their job, whatever, whatever. And they have dreams. They want to do this. And I'm like, well, listen, gone are the days. They, the days are gone of, of being a starving artist. For what? Why would you do that to yourself? How are you going to pay to publish your books? Right. You know, if you needed that income, how are you going to pay to do this? How are you going to pay for promotion? How are you going to pay? Like, sometimes you need to go back to work right. to let it fuel your dreams. And then once it's time to step away, you step away. It's all about planning. It's being strategic. Yeah. It's being an adult. Yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people don't know how to be strategic because, they, you know, I understand when you have that fire, you're just ready to jump out. And you're yep. just ready to, okay, I'm ready to do it. But then there's no plan behind it. There's no plan. <laughs> there's no plan. I'm yeah. telling you, listen, when I used to do music. And there was, a, there was a while where I was a starving artist, a starter, starving artist, and I thought like that. I was like, man, I can't go to work or I can't get this type of job because it's going to tie my days up, this and that. I'm like, stupid, you do shows at night. You go to the studio at night, full work during the day, get money, yeah. be able to pay for the studio. You know what I'm saying? Instead of hustling, trying to get the studio time, studio money, whatever. Like, fool, go to work, calm yourself down, yeah. set, a, set a plan. And go do what you got to do. It's not going to block your dreams. People got to understand that. Don't be a starving artist. You still need a quality of life. How And especially as creatives, how can you get new, positive, and I mean, bad experiences, can, you know, create good stuff too, right? But how can you have good new experiences all the time being broke or not being able to just survive and feed your family and take trips and go out to restaurants or whatever? Those are just everyday experiences that spark creativity. Yeah. But if you're just struggling and oh, I'm broke and I can't eat, how? How? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that people haven't shot the stardom or, or, or successful just being broke or whatever. But I guarantee you they did something. Even they were selling dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were getting money somehow. Their conditions might not be what they wanted them to be they were getting money somehow because you got how are you going to do anything without any type of money any type of income you know what i'm saying so so i just said like utilize that utilize the opportunity to even have a job if you could get a job to fund your dreams shift your paradigm figure out and understand hey why am i here don't dread getting up going to work every morning understand why you're there and all that dreading and stuff that'll go out the window because it's like okay i got a mission 
Right. This is part of my plan. I'm going to go, I'm going to clock in, I'm going to take this money yeah. <laughs> from somebody else who accomplished their dreams yeah. and I'm going to go and build mine. Yeah. And, and, and the, when, yeah. That, that comes with a mindset for the people who are doing it because of their passions. Yeah. You know, it's really a desire in them to give back or so if that, that's, that's, that's one um, focus area. And then the other focus area, they might be doing it just because it's a trend or they might be trying to just get money fast or yep. they might want it because it's, they see it's moving and they want to hop on that board. And, you know, the people who have the passion and really desire, I feel like me personally, I feel like they overthink. They overthink the how to. Yeah. And they don't, they don't really do the strategy part. They don't really say, okay, I'm going to work at this job for a couple of months, save a certain amount of money so mm -hmm. that I you know, register my business or that I can, you know, get some consultation to understand how to do things right from A to Z. Right. Those are the really take things in the direction of fulfillment, you know, something that's going to actually last for a long time. But, you know, the people who are just trying to get on board and just be like, yeah, I'm just trying to do this because I see everybody else doing it. And so, yep. I'm, yeah, those are the people that, <laughs> There's that no jump into it. A little yeah. Bit. And there's no strategy, there's no love, there's no passion. And you and nine times out of ten, you're not gonna be successful. You don't yeah. love it. Yeah. It just looks cool because somebody else is doing it. It looks cool while somebody else is doing it. You thought they look cool doing it. And you know there's there's good money in it. And if you're just chasing that check and no love, that check's probably never gonna come. Unless yeah. somebody really just hands it to you and says, Come on, come along with me, ride my coattail, and you know, I'll get you paid. But uh, if that doesn't happen, if there's no passion, you're probably more than likely going to waste your time. Probably waste years out of your life and then give up on it because you didn't love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of people do that. They just try to ride the trend. They thought it was cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that doing music too. There's a lot of kids that do that now because it oh, looks cool. They want to rap. Of course. And it's trendy. And, yeah. it, you know, you know, social media just plays a big part on influence for the younger generation. Mm. You know, everybody yeah. wants to be insta famous and known for something. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the the younger generation they really don't even know themselves. They don't, mm -hmm. and they're learning everything through Instagram, and they think everything is is real on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I really think if your child has a cell phone and you allow them on Instagram. You need to sit them down and really have a heart to heart with them about what goes on on Instagram, what the, you know, what type of images they're going to see, what type of videos they're going to see and always give it a second thought. Don't just take it for, for face value because a lot of people are lying on Instagram. A lot of people are dressing it up, you know, yeah. on Instagram. And I'm telling you, listen, this show was derived out of that kind of thinking because there's 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 people that do go on Instagram or there's people that see the things on Instagram and think that it's all true, think that it's all fact and they want that. And there's nothing wrong with having a desire a desire to want, you know, or be better or do better or have better, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. But understand that don't let it play on your mind, don't let it depress you thinking that everybody out there is getting it with you. Because everybody's dressing it up. No, they just know how to dress it up a little bit better than you do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They do. And when I when I speak to uh, middle school or high schoolers or even 
or even college students, I, I tell them, you know, because Instagram and like Facebook, those apps aren't going anywhere no time soon. No way. Right? And so the only the only the only message that I can give back to them is just say, if you're gonna spend time on Instagram, that's fine, but don't let that be your only source to pull from. Yeah. Like if you're looking for information, you know, you don't like you know, YouTube University is a big <laughs> it's yep. a big platform. You know, but just just don't let those social media apps be your only source of right. of, of knowledge, you know. It's okay to go to the library. It's okay to go to Barnes and Noble and get a book and read on what you're trying to learn. Absolutely. Um, it's okay to know somebody in that industry, hit them up and ask them for like a 30 minute phone call just to see what their ups and downs or their failures or their success stories were about. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the biggest message that I can give to that younger generation is just to I mean, like I said, you know, the Instagram, the TikTok, the, <laughs> all these apps that kids love, you can't, you can't, you, it's, it's hard to prevent them from, from going on these sites. Yeah. Just don't let that be the only place you pull from. Get inspiration from other places. Yeah. You know, if you, if you're using the internet, just do some Google searches and do your own research to know for yourself. Exactly. Before you, before you hop on a trend or just just yeah. learn just like don't don't take it from a post that's only going to give you three sentences and you run with it yeah. like, do your own research so that you know you can find out if this is something that you're really interested in or you want to put your time into right and just be yourself be a leader like i have two daughters and my oldest is 12 my biggest message that i that i that i install on her is just that be a leader yeah like, I know you got friends. I know y'all, you, my, my oldest, she don't have Instagram. And I'm going to try to hold on to that as long as possible. For real. <laughs> not you <me>. better. <laughs> but she does have TikTok. And, you know, I understand TikTok is fun. All the little cute little videos and stuff like that. But just, I just, you have to be a leader at the end of the day. Yeah. Be a leader and be yeah. curious. Yeah. Question everything. Second guess everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to. You got to second guess everything. These kids have to second guess everything because if not, they're going to get led astray, led in the wrong direction, believe oh, yeah. anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got to be a lawyer out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we have to push that message because I understand that entertainment is really big. And yeah. the kids like entertainment. You know, they want to be YouTube bloggers and vlog yep. and everybody want to be everybody wants their face on like a screen right like it's okay to be a doctor you know <laughs> yeah exactly it's okay like i was man listen before you came on i was just talking about that i was like it's okay to be normal it's okay. everybody doesn't have to be a star it's okay to work a nine to five if that's what you like just go do that yeah it, like like you said it's hopping on that trend oh i kind of like being a veterinarian but my friend is doing this and rapping and getting all these fans and likes and stuff. That kind of looks cool. That's enticing. Let me go do that. Yeah. And this is getting off subject, but I just want to touch on this too. I, this needs to be said, right? This needs to be said. So I'm on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And say I'm following somebody who does something. I don't know, whatever. But it's a female, right? Following just for the following, for the, you know, supporting, right? And they're wholesome. They dress nice, right? They do their post. 
got a nice dress on, jeans, shirts, whatever. And then just somewhere along the way, you start seeing less and less and less clothes on the post. <laughs> and it's so obvious. And I'm just like, damn, you too? Like you, you, you start, now you're doing thirst trap shots, photos. You're posting thirst trap pics because you're seeing all these other girls getting this attention and it was tugging on you and you, you bit it. You bit the apple. You had to do it. You had to do it. You were doing fine with your clothes on. And now all of a sudden, every other picture is a thirst trap pic with your ass out. Excuse my language. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people fall victim to that. They do. Yeah. They see how it's moving. And, you know, if you're if you're looking for that attention, that's what social media is. That's you know? what it is. God. But you you got to be focused. You got to have yeah. a mission in mind. And you have, again, it goes back to being a leader. And if you're a leader and you, you have a mission and you know what your purpose is, then you're not going to fall in those traps of, yep. you know, what looks like attention or, you know, trying to be the, in that popular, you know, contest. You won't fall into that. Yeah. But you know that fame is a drug, man. I can believe it. Being popular is a drug to people. Like, it just, it calls them. Yeah. You know, even before they get a taste of it, it calls them. That's that's why you start seeing more and more skin on the post. It's like, God, had to do it, huh? <laughs> if it ain't bringing in a check, you know, I, I ain't doing it for likes, you know. Like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's some are chasing that too, though. You know, they get the, they start being influencers and this and that and flat tummy tea and all that other stuff. <laughs> Hey, hey, I guess, you know, if you if that's what you're doing it for, eventually you get the check, then I guess. But still, you know, that wasn't you, you know, you know, you had no ambition and no desire to do that. But it it, it lured you on in. Okay. Yeah, the attention. So listen, let's talk about TED Talks. I know you did the TEDx thing. How, how was that? How'd that come about for you? Man, so it's really funny that you asked about that because um, it's been a year since I did my first Fed, uh, TEDx talk, mm. and uh, I'm I'm hoping to get on their volunteer team to right. help to help uh, newcomers come on board. But yes, last December I did my first TEDx talk, and it's so funny because I almost said no to the opportunity. <laughs> said no. Man, you know you know how big a TEDx talk is. But you 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 reverted to that shy little girl, huh? I did. <laughs> when they called me and were like, you know, hi, may I speak to Rebecca? Yeah, like we've been we we've been following your books and we love your brand and we love the message that you push. So you know, how would you feel about being a TEDx speaker? I was thinking like, y'all sure y'all got the right person. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, sure, because normally when you think of TEDx, you think of like these, just these profound like speakers, yeah. and they're on this stage, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, but then like, I let 24 hours go by, and I was just like, um, let me let me sit and think about, about my purpose, and like my calling, so I was just like, you know what, yeah, I am. I am this 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 young black woman who they called on to to deliver this message and to get my point across for my voice to be heard. That is me, and that's why they called me for a reason. Yep. 
So I had to own it and I had to understand like, it's a reason why I'm at this table. But at first I almost did doubt myself because I was thinking like, okay, well, I know I've done a little bit. I know I've published the books, but like, is that enough? And so I'm like, I really had to literally for 24 hours, I didn't even go to work that next day. I had to think about like, you know what? No, this is my purpose and I'm going to own it and I'm going to have the confidence behind it. Um, so when I did that talk, I introduced Witty Kids, my children's books, and I talked about the importance of having black literature in the home and the importance of why children need to see themselves in books and why it's just so important for black women like myself to show up. And um, that was like really like a really turning point for me. And that was that was a year ago. It was a turning point in business. It was a turning point in me continuing to evolve mm-hmm. um, but i i'm glad that i did not say no <laughs> oh i'm so glad you didn't either so you know um that's 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 a prime example of you said something that's a prime example of you trusting the process you trusted the process you, you stuck to the process and didn't even realize where where you were at that time you're like dang me yeah. That's because you weren't looking for the accolades. You were you were following your passion. You were doing the work. Thanks. And then you look up and it's like, oh, opportunity, 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 TED Talks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what it is. Trusting that process and not not looking, not chasing the check. Yeah. Either. Yeah. yeah trusting the process is that's a part of the process. Exactly. You know, the first part was me going after my passions and my desires um, the second part was me actually executing and starting. So I wanted to write books. Um, and so I started with the children's genre first because I do want to write for women and I do want to speak to a different audience. But because I am a mother, I felt like, you know, children's, the children's genre is something I want to start off with. Mm-hmm. So I executed it with that. And then from there, you know, for me personally, I just wanted to write the books and be behind the scenes. But it doesn't work like that. When you put your passions into the world, when you start to show people, you know, your your true desires, then the audience is going to come to you and people are yeah. going to war and they're going to want to know, well, how, what was your journey like and what made you start? Exactly. And I, I had to get from behind the scenes into being more in front because I'm like, okay, well, maybe my voice is helping somebody. Maybe, yeah. maybe my shyness, I guess, is helping somebody overcome whatever fears that they might have had. Yeah. Um, so by the time I got on that TEDx stage, I was just like, okay, this is really my, <laughs> this is really for me right now. And yeah. however I need to deliver, I'm going to do it. The message resonates more when you, when you can physically get out there and touch the people and they can see that you're just like them. Cause you, like you said before, you said you, you know, you had trouble with reading. Yeah. So many people out there that you don't know that you pass every single day to have trouble with reading. And you connect with them and they're like, man, you're up on this stage and you're just like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're just like me. You had the same struggles and you overcame. Like, that's inspiration. That's God's doing that. You're doing God's work right there. You know what I'm saying? That's what God looks like. You know, everybody has this whole debate about God being black, white. Nah, that's what God looks like. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's the doing. It's the love. It's the passion. It's helping other people. You know what I'm saying? And with that note, here's a segue. We're going to go into a quick video. You're doing your little TED Talk. <laughs> and I don't mean little when I say little. That's just a figure of speech, but <laughs> no, doing that TED talk. Let's go. 
imagine. It's 2 a.m., the rest of the world is asleep, but your eyes are wide open because your dreams and imaginations are keeping you up. Well, for me, this is the only time that I found to write. So picture this, a seven-year-old girl with an imagination larger than life. She's ambitious, courageous, and a dreamer. She's also the main character from my children's book, Witty Kids, I Dream to Be. The word witty, it's an acronym that actually stands for when imagination talks to you. Witty. This young character is also a reflection of my childhood. I had a huge imagination as a child. I remember I would talk to my stuffed animals like they were my friends. That's imagination, right? I also told myself that I would be successful one day. I didn't know what that looked like, but I believed it. And I'm pretty sure this young girl had a good idea. This is me as a child, ambitious, courageous, and a dreamer. Yes, 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 yes. Aren't you so glad you didn't pass on that? I'm so glad that I did not say no. And you know what? It's funny because uh, Chandra Rhymes, um, I watch her TED Talk a lot. And her tech, the title of her TED Talk was The Year of Yes. Mm -hmm. And how she just, she, she said yes to all of her opportunities, even though if she may not have seen, you know, if she wasn't feeling her best or whatever the case is, it was the year of the yes for her. Yeah. And so, you know, it just, it made me feel good that I didn't doubt myself and that I didn't shrink myself. Um, and I just did it. Yeah. And you look relaxed. You look like you belong. <laughs> you did it. Was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was nervous. But oh, I'm sure. But hey, listen, just yeah. like when you started. You didn't know everything, you know, you didn't know what to do, but you did it. It's all about just being being confident. You could be nervous, but just be confident and just do the work. Cause a lot of people, listen, a lot of people see people doing things and they're like, man, I wish I could do that. You can do that. They look yeah. like they got it all together. No, they don't. Right. They're just doing it though. And they're getting it together. So yeah, man. And that's all that's just all that's all it takes. Yeah, that's another thing that I tell um anybody that i'm speaking to like don't compare yourself to what you know the next person might be doing because you have no idea what it took for that person to get there right like regardless if this person is successful or if they're just starting out you have no idea what it took um and a lot of times it takes a lot of inner work it takes you need confidence in order to put yourself out there oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's not just the business part of it it's the it's the mentality it's the drive, it's the determination, it's the, you know, letting go of the fear and the doubt and other people's opinions. That's work in itself. You Man. know, like, that's a different process. Like, doing the business, registering your business, promoting yourself, doing the marketing, that's one, that's just one part. Right. You gotta be the best version of yourself. You gotta make sure that you're strong enough to to, to even start, you got to make sure that you're disciplined enough. You got to make sure that you are 100% with yourself every day in order to keep going. Because if you're not, and the minute that you fall or the minute that, that you fear or the minute that you doubt, the business part is not going to, it's, it's, it's going to go downhill because right. 
you know, your, your business can't go nowhere if you got 100% or if, you know, if you're not where you need to be, the business is not going to take off. Yep. And, and people aren't going to buy into it because you're not taking it as serious. So how you want me to, to, to believe in your brand or believe in you when you're not even believing in yourself? Yeah. And people can always tell. They can always tell. They can tell. Just like a dog can sense fear. <laughs> people can tell when yeah. you don't have that confidence. Yeah. You can be doing it, but if you're not confident in doing it, they're gonna, uh, I don't believe you. I, I ain't fooling with you. And that's what it is. Exactly. So this is real quick, just for a little nugget for the viewers. You you publish your books yourself, right? You got your own publishing, you created a publishing company and you self-publish it, right? Yes. How does that work? For people who might be inspired, you know, they might be aspiring to be a writer and just don't know how to get started. How do you publish your books? Yeah, in order to be a self-published writer, First of all, I want everybody to know that that's a business in itself. Being a self-published author uh, is a a business. So you are doing everything from writing. You are finding your own editor. You are finding your own illustrator. Because I have a children's book, so I needed an illustrator. Mm -hmm. You're finding all these people yourself to help you put your book together. And then you have to start the printing process. You have to start contacting companies that will print your book mm-hmm. and you have to compare the pricing you have to compare what kind of book you want do you want it to have a spiral bound should it be like a flat lay and just that whole industry alone you are doing all the work yourself um the benefit of it is that you obviously get to keep all the royalties you get to keep all of the fees and all the the purchases you get to keep all that when you self-publish okay. however you know you're doing all the work so it, it is it is really an eight to five type of business because yeah. you're yourself out there. You're introducing your product to schools, to businesses, to storefronts, to to bookstores. You are doing all that yourself when you self-publish. And so for me, I was ready to take on that mission because I did 10 years in corporate, you know. I was used to presenting to managers and CEOs of the company. I was used to that. So I said, if I could do that with them, I could do that for myself too. But for people that might not have that experience, just know that when you're ready to publish your own book, there's other outlets. Like you can use Amazon or you can use, um, uh, I think, InSpark or something like that. You can use those companies to publish for you. But still, if you go that route, you can't just publish a book, send it to Amazon, and expect Amazon to do the work. They're not going to sell it for you. Right. You still, that's still your business, and you still need to promote it in a way so people know that they need to go to this link. They need to download the ebook. Right. Um, but the self-publishing business, I I just jumped out into it because I wanted to have ownership of everything. Okay. And I really didn't know all what that included. I learned along the way, but um, I would encourage everyone to do a self-published option just so they can understand the ownership piece of it. And Um, learn. And and learn learn the business. And learn what it takes. Yes. Publishing industry is a a billion dollar industry. I didn't know that, you know, but Mm -hmm. I know now. And so I can tap into it. but you know, it's nothing wrong with 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 signing on to a, you know a publishing company either. Um, but if you're if you're like me and you want to learn the ins and the outs, 
then self-publishing would be the way to go, at least in the beginning. So with that said, plug it. Go get those books. The links are in the bio. She put hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. All her, y'all, into these books. Go support that. <laughs> I got a question for you. Now, with, with illustrations, I always, have, I always wondered about this. With uh-huh. illustrating a book, especially for children, yeah. how do you know what illustrations to use? And then you say you work with an illustrator, so they might not give you what you want. You know what you want, but how do you know which images to use that's going to resonate with the child? Yeah. So I hope my illustrator is on this call right now. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he is because me and my illustrator, we went to college together. Oh, wow. My bachelor's degree is in, uh, it's, it's a polytech design degree. So it's a mixture of business and design. So I, me personally, I took Photoshop. I did AutoCAD. I had to design a website for myself, uh, for my portfolio in order to graduate. So I do have a design background and you know, my work was pretty good. I was pretty proud of it, but my illustrator, I always felt like his work was really, really good. (laughs) So I said, you know what, you know, I'm going to always keep him in mind. His name is Chris House. I said, I'm going to keep him in mind if I ever do anything, if I ever do anything. And so um, after college, I ended up doing an internship at a design company. Mm. And such a coincidence, me and him ended up working at this design company together. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it's called Incosi. It's in St. Louis. Um, It's changed the name, but it's in St. Louis. And so I was like, man, Chris is really good. He's really good. So, you know, fast forward, whenever I said I'm going to write a children's book, he was the very first person that I called because I, I knew how talented he was yeah. and I, I wanted that work to be in my book. And so for me, because I'm so passionate about Witty Kids, I knew exactly the mission that I wanted. I knew what my characters needed to look like. I, okay. knew, that, I knew that the little black girl, Jersey, I knew that she needed to have big hair and big features. She, her nose and her, her glasses and her freckles and her lips and her ears. I needed everything to just stand out a little bit because that's what my daughters look like. And okay. so I didn't want to dumb down anything. I didn't want to dumb down any of their features. And I wasn't ashamed to show that in a in a creative way. Right. Um, and same with the young boy, Austin. His, his, his look, he has a part um, in his haircut. And he has a nice little funky haircut with a fade and like a jacket and jeans. That's what my nephews look like. So it was important for me that I show that they can read a book, you know, that looks like them. And yeah. to this, my nephew, he loves it. He's always like, I look like Austin. And that's, <laughs> what, that's the message that I wanted to get across. I wanted yeah. to look like boys to say, I look like him. So it's like a vision. It's so because, like with music, you 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 know, when you're creating a song, you hear you hear it already. You hear it before it's done. You know what you want. So it's just a vision. So I guess for for writers and authors, you have that vision already. It just comes to you. You know what your message is, and that vision comes to you. Is, is that correct? It's the same. It's the same process. You know, like because whether you're an artist, whether you're an entertainer, or whether you're a writer, it's it's it's, it's you're a visionary. And it's a creative process because you're thinking about it and then you're trying to figure out, well, how do I, how do I go from my mind to what people actually see or read? And so it's the same process. Okay. I knew knew for a fact I wanted my characters to look a certain way. 
And so I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, as far as, well, outside of selling your book on Amazon and on, online, and your matter of fact, drop your website real quick. Yeah, so it's wittykidsclub.com. So it's www.wittykidsclub.com. Y'all go check that out. And I think she has some clothes on there and stuff too, right? Yes, I have okay. merchandise. I have journals. I also have pillows okay. and pads. Yeah, it's a nice collection of things. So y'all make sure you go shop. Okay? <laughs> shop, support, go to the website. It's all down below. Do that. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, real quick, I was going to say, um, outside of promoting it on websites, how else are you engaging with the children? How else are you getting it to the children? Are you part of book clubs, uh, school reading programs? Are, I think you did say that you do you do speak at some schools and stuff like that. Like, can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So outside of promoting um, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and my website um, before COVID, <laughs> <laughs> right? Before COVID. I was going into the schools. I was doing author visits um, at elementary schools, middle schools, and I even did two entrepreneur classes for colleges. Um, I was definitely moving around at least a few times a week in the schools. Um, I was going to daycares. I was showing up for book clubs and after school programs. I was, I'm also in bookstores. Um, Oh, dope. That's another thing for when you're self-published, you have to put your own self in bookstores. So, you know, you got to contact these stores like, hey, I got this book. Are you know, like, are you interested? And you start the dialogue. You have to introduce yourself. Um, But now that COVID has happened, I've been doing like virtual readings online. Mm. Um, You know, just these type of interviews like we're having right now. Um, and just connecting with as many authors, you know, now is the time, you know, like we're virtual. So kids are at home. And so what better way, you know, to read a book online like this, you know, but so it's it's been going pretty well virtually for me, just as well as it would if I was in person. Okay. Two things. Have you joined that new social app clubhouse? I am on Clubhouse. Okay. I got to go find you on there, follow you on there. Okay, good. Because I was saying you should start a room. If you haven't already done that, start a room. Connect with other authors. I have not started a room yet. Okay. Um, That's a good idea. I've just been jumping on other people's rooms, you know, just trying to get a feel for it. And Clubhouse, I like it because it gives people just that extra platform to to Give knowledge, yeah. you know, to really yeah. connect, to really connect firsthand, you know, and, and you have access to people that you wouldn't normally have access to and really yeah. hear them talking because once somebody gets to talking, they're going to keep talking. Once you get somebody talking, they're going to keep talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you're going to get some gems that you probably couldn't have gotten. Exactly. You're not going to get it on Instagram, you know, unless they go live and do it. But right. how often does that happen? You know? Yeah. And then, the thing with Instagram, go ahead their algorithm is all off and so you know i sometimes i don't see my friend stuff till like five days later and you know i like clubhouse because you can literally name your group you know i don't Mm. know authors only yeah and whoever is an author whoever's interested can connect with you that way yeah just gave me an idea thank you yeah yeah (laughs) listen i'm on there too and i've been so busy 
over the holidays and I was gone and stuff like that. Like I haven't really gotten on there and done what I want to do, but I'm gonna get on there and get a room going too. Actually two rooms, I got two ideas. I definitely got one that's gonna jump off. The other one, I'm still putting that together. But yeah, you definitely gotta get on there, connect. It's an awesome way to just connect with people, even get your following up, let people learning more about what you're doing. And then secondly, have you ever thought about, and I don't know if you have it or not, a YouTube channel where once you drop a book, get on there and do and read it like you're reading it to some children because families will fi- you know find you and play it for their child yeah um so i do have the channel set up i just okay. don't have a content on it okay. so I, I currently have witty kids club on youtube so okay. if anybody wants to follow you can um and more videos will be to come so the witty kids club on youtube it is there i'm gonna go and, and follow you Okay. <laughs> Go subscribe right now on air. And um And then the She's Back, which is which would be my personal account. Both of those accounts are on YouTube. Um just waiting for the content to be delivered on it. Witty Kids Club. I'm go find you. Let me subscribe. Is that you? Don't scare no, that's not it. There you go. I see you. Hold on. I see you. And I subscribe. Thank you, thank you. There so you the go. two bit, there's two videos on there. So, uh, so Witty Kids is a book. It's a book series. It's a club. Um, so I'm 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 stationed in Dallas right now, but I'm from St. Louis. And Witty Kids originated in St. Louis three years ago. And so, outside of the book, my mission was also to create community events. Okay. And um, 20, 2018 and 2019, I hosted holiday uh, events. So I had the Witty Kids Holiday Event. And it was an event to celebrate literacy and family. And I had, you know, pictures with Black Santa, hot chocolate, um, coloring contests, it was a book signing. Um, so I did that two years in a row. And so those are the videos that you'll see on the, on the website. Okay. Um, this was in my third year, but you know, because of COVID, I had to obviously not have an in-person event. But um, there's so much more for Witty Kids that'll be coming in the future, and um, I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to it to keep my mission going. Okay, I'll be waiting for the for the for those videos on YouTube. Also, too, do um, closed captioning when okay. you do it, so that you know the kids can read along too. Okay, okay. They're listening. They're reading along. Yeah. Yes. And that helps with the algorithm on YouTube as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, for whatever reason, they like that. I don't do it for mine, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it does help with the algorithm for people to find your videos, and it'll rank it higher. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Okay. I probably should start doing that. <laughs> so I asked you this earlier kind of in general, but can you give any tips to parents on how to kind of stimulate their child's mind and know that there's endless possibilities out here because some kids put up roadblocks with their parents because they don't want to listen to the parent they'll listen to somebody else before the parent they'll they'll listen to you talk about your book or talk about being great or the teacher talk about being great but when the parent starts it's like yeah all right mom all right you know what i mean like how can or can you give any tips on how they can stimulate their mind or imagination the best thing that i would tell parents is to one, take away the screen time. Um, I, I 
obviously know that we're all, you know, some kids are still virtual at home. So unless it's for school, you know, that's fine. But outside of that, really, really try your best and focus on reducing the screen time. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. Take away the screen time. The second thing is you'd be amazed at what you can find around your house to stimulate kids. Mm. At any age, whether it's babies or whether it's a fifth grader, you'd be amazed at some things that you can find around your home to start to engage their minds. Yeah. Um, for example, I have a five-year-old, so you know, I will take, I'll take pots and pans of different sizes, and you know, I'll you know, I'll tell my little one, you know, like place these in order from smallest to to largest, mm. or you know, I'll have them, you know. I'll put something underneath the pot and I'll move the pots around and I'll say, okay, where was the ball? You know, like, and so that's, that obviously is making them watch what I'm doing. Yeah. Get you know, that focus. To get the focus going. Yeah. That, that does take obviously some parent and child interaction, you know, because I understand I'm a busy mom. So at times I just need to give my kids something to play with mm -hmm. and so I can keep working. But just be mindful to try not to give them an electronic. <laughs> I know. It's so easy to do it. It's so easy. <laughs> so in those times, I give my kid a puzzle. I give them a coloring book. A lot of times, I literally give my, I have a lot of paper. I have construction paper. I have plain white paper. I will give my five-year-old a stack of paper and, and five markers and just be like, create me something. Yeah. Just draw me something. I don't care if it's a ball, a Christmas tree, whatever it is. Just create me something. Just go with what you're thinking in your head. Yeah. And it works. That really does work. Yeah. Um, Get that brain thinking, man. Because I'm telling you, it, the screen time, their brain just shuts down and it just yeah. locked in on, you know. And they want to play. I mean, and I understand it. You know, the apps are colorful. They're interactive. They're mm -hmm. fun. But, you know, sometimes we really got to give kids the basics. Paper yep. and a pencil. Yep. <laughs> Paper yep. and pen. And, you know, you know, find some things. My five-year-old, I'll say, go around the house and find, and find some things that are red or find some things that are blue and, and bring them back to me and show me what you find. It just gets them exploring. And um, you'll be amazed that it triggers, it triggers their imagination and creativity. Yeah. I really appreciate what you're doing. The children, for women, you're doing great things. Continue to do great things. Continue to be great. Um, enjoy your New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Two more days. <laughs> Have a great 2021. Thank you. Reflect on where you've come from, where you are right now, so you can appreciate that and live in the now, because a lot of times we are driven to want the next and the next and more and more. We have goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But Get that focus, that laser focus, and be able to live in the now and know that you are great and you're doing great things and you're in a great place and God has you right where he wants you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And just appreciate it. And look back. I like to just reflect at the end of the year. I don't I don't have any New Year's resolutions. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, being great at what I'm doing, trusting the process. And just know where I'm at and see where I've come from and appreciate it. And you know what I mean? Just be grateful for where I'm at. Because I don't have to be here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 
So yeah, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time too coming on. I know you, you know, you had a situation and everything. So I really do appreciate you coming in. Um, I was gonna hold it down if you had to reschedule because <laughs> I was just on here running my mouth. And she called me, I was like, hey, she wants to call in. I'm like, all right, cool. So my good. No, definitely grateful for that, like for real. So you. you didn't have to. No. So yeah, thank you so much. And I just wish you much success. I'll be praying for you. I'll be following you. I'll connect with you on Instagram and all that. Thank um, you. Yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you got you. a fan. Can't lose me. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I support. Thank so, you. Yeah, I'll definitely be supporting you along the way. Anything you want to say, promote before you go? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm always on social media. So if any parents or anybody wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to my personal account. Uh, she's Beck. Um, or the Witty Kids Club. I'm always on either Facebook or Instagram. I'm pretty easy to find. And when's your third book coming out? Because you are working on a new book, right? I am. I'm actually, I'm, so I'm working on another children's book. And like I said, I'm looking to shift audiences to speak to women. Um, so I'm working on on that book as well. So within the next three months, I'm going to be dropping some books. <laughs> okay. And if anybody wants to book you for inspirational speeches, hit the yeah. website. Yes, absolutely. Hit the website. Okay. WittyKidsClub.com. All right. Rebecca T. Clark, ladies and gentlemen, episode 55, Kicking It With Cool Card. Thank y'all for tuning in. I thank you for coming on the show. Every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Hope you guys got some value out of the show. She dropped some gems. Very transparent. We kicked it like how I like to do it. Just kicking it, being cool. <laughs> yeah. So, Blessings, everybody. Hope you have a happy new year. Hope your Christmas is great. Until next time, I'll see you next year. Peace. All right. Bye. Thanks.